Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. It's 1234 in Edmonton. Guests and Oilers now receive guest certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Roos Chris is open for takeout and delivery through DoorDash. And obviously now dine-in as well. Maggie Taylor, Chef Eltoff, Brendan, and the staff at Roos Chris will take care of you. Tell them Oilers now sent you. Brendan, remind me to rewrite that for tomorrow's show. Thanks. Uh, we're going to head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, hook up with Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. Again, live racing back at Century Mile, Friday and Sunday evenings, post time 6.15. Limited fan access, but you can watch and wager online at hbibet.com. We uh, bring aboard the biggest fan of uh, the Euros that are currently taking place, Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How are you doing? I just watched a bunch of Portugal uh, stacking up on Hungary at the end of that game. The poor Hungarians, they got a bad uh, card dealt to them today by the looks of it. I would somehow likely suggest to you, Mark, that maybe those with a bit of a liberal uh, perspective on life aren't that disappointed to see Hungary get shellacked. (laughs) Bobby, it's not all about politics. (laughs) Oh, yes it is. Just kidding. Uh, But no, you know, it's interesting with Portugal. I had this conversation with... uh, uh, a knowledgeable uh, sports fan in town uh, just before the show today, and we were talking about Portugal and Netherlands. Those are not the biggest countries, but they are countries that have sort of, uh, and I know Netherlands had a bit of a dry spell recently, but those two countries develop a fair amount of really good soccer players. I mean, you know, Germany's got, spec off the top of my head, they've got, I think they've got 83 million people in their country. And they're always pretty good, right? Uh, and they're they're, yep. they're a threat every year. France are, arguably has the best side in the world right now. Uh, that's a you know a pop. What are they? Thirty five, forty million plus. They get all the benefits of the former. Uh, they can they can grab players from colonies, and then you have. But Netherlands and I think Portugal's got somewhere between maybe ten million people in Portugal. 
And I, Netherlands, I don't even know what I does. Netherlands even have more than six or seven million people in the Netherlands, but they have really good developmental systems, Mark. And as a result, they're able to kind of punch their way above their weight class. And and you know, Portugal's won a Euro. Uh, the Netherlands have won a Euro. Uh, probably should have won a World Cup. Uh, you know, no, didn't, didn't Greece win the Euro a couple Euros ago? Yeah, that was uh, well. That, that was, was the year a total you, upset. That was the year you went to Greece. You were in the you were in the Olympics in Athens in two thousand four, right? Yes, I was. I remember you called me from a bar at like four o'clock in the morning. There, it was like <laughs> nine o'clock at night in Edmonton. Uh, I don't think you meant to call me. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> as early days of cell phones, Bob, it must have been a yeah a dial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's your story. Is sticking to it anyway. Yep. There, but there is something to be said for development and. Netherlands and Portugal are able, they're countries that have been able to develop some players over the years, despite the fact that their population bases would suggest maybe they they shouldn't be as competitive as they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So where are you going with this? Well, do we have something similar with uh, Finland in hockey? Yeah. I mean, it's hard to, the one thing that, that an old colleague of mine, Steve Buffer, used to say is, you know, the difference with hockey is there's 10 countries that really play it seriously, um, you know, that, that can give you a, a game. Uh, whereas with sports like soccer, track and field, boxing, there's 200 countries that are trying, right? So it's, yes, Finland, among, among the group, you know, Finland's a little country of 4.5 million people. They, do, they punch well above their weight in terms of developing NHL players and winning at the international level. But on the world scale, they're probably the they're certainly in the the top eight or seven of developed hockey countries, right? Yes. There's only they're not that many. Is my point. The field is small in hockey, right? Let's talk about like like you know I was just saying. Let's talk about track and field, man. It's a cheap, easy, free sport for kids to play. Go to the Olympics sometime. You'll notice there's like 180 countries yeah. that, that can put someone in a track event that might win it. That is not the case with hockey. And as we've watched with women's hockey, for instance, it's even smaller, right? There's, you know, it's getting bigger. It's getting bigger. But it's still a, a small field of competitive hockey teams, right? You know, Mark, I might argue with you when it comes to track and field. Uh, and maybe it's because of what happened here when the World Track and Field Championships were held. And was it Marion Jones? Was that her name? Uh, yeah, Marion Jones. I, I might argue with you that uh, it's not really 180 or 200 countries. It's the you know it's 15 or 20 countries that are prepared to use science the most. Uh, and maybe that's just a pessimistic view of uh, like I, I've lost. No, there's a lot of that. There's yep. a lot of that for right. sure. It's right. systematic. Systematic cheating goes on, right? But I guess you could say systematic cheating goes on in baseball too. You know, mm. right? America's pastime. Who cheats more than baseball players in the last twenty years? Not sure anybody, frankly. Yeah. They're the, the new cyclists of North American professional sport. Now every pitcher's putting, you know, spider glue or whatever they're calling it on their hands so they can pitch better. Like it's baseball's out of hand for cheat. I guess my point is. Be careful when you start pointing the cheating finger because if the NHL ever did any proper research and had any proper policing of cheating, I think we find there's more cheating going on than you think. All right. Some would say you ain't cheating if you're, you ain't trying if you ain't cheating. Yep, uh, that's fair. 
Now, it's not cheating, but are there some markets that have significant advantages over other markets? And I looked at the last two years' worth of the Final Fours, okay? Dallas and Tampa last year in the Stanley Cup Final, two teams with no state tax. Las Vegas, they're in on every free agent possible, uh, no state tax. Is that just an excuse a, a broadcaster for a team at Edmonton makes, or is it a real issue in the National Hockey League? Oh, no, it's, listen, sure it is. Not just the National Hockey League. It should be an issue in the National Football League, too. You know, it should be an issue in every sport. In the NBA, not the Vegas as a team, but there's certainly teams in Dallas and, and Miami. Um, yes, it's a realistic, it's a very real issue, Bob. Taxes, uh, weather. You know, proximity to, you know, for instance, it's anyone in, in Canada here will tell you it's almost impossible to get American, high-quality American free agent hockey players to come to Canada. If they have suitors in the States, you know, I get it. You can get a second-pairing defenseman. You can get a third-line winger American guy because he's just looking for a good job. You know, a Riley Shane comes to mind. But you're looking for a top-flight American free agent. And go back and count how many of them signed for Canadian teams when given a choice of the field. Almost none, Bob. Camilleri. No, he's Canadian. What am I saying? Yeah, uh, he's from and Ontario. By the way, she, and, and Sheehan, I believe, is actually from Ontario as well. But oh, I'm sorry. Well. I know yeah, American. Yeah. That's right. You're right. By Excuse the way, me, I, was, but... I was way off in Netherlands. Thank you, Cheryl, for pointing out 17 million people in, uh, in Netherlands. I did not mm-hmm. know there were that many people in Netherlands. Man, they are good at speed skating. <laughs> And and field hockey. Yes, they they own field hockey. Huge on field hockey. Of course. I, now, can you still only turn, maybe somebody can answer this for us, in field hockey, and, and I haven't thought of field hockey much since leaving the U of A, which, by the way, cut their program, but in field hockey, can you still only hold the stick? One like I think you can only be a right-handed shot, and you can only turn one way in field hockey. Did you know that? It's a right-handed stick, yes. It's a right-handed stick, and it's too short. They must all have back problems. Well, I always thought field hockey sticks, they're all bent over so far to hit the ball. Get a longer stick, easier on your back. What's the rationale behind it only having a right-handed stick? Like, why, can't, why can't lefties play? Why do left-handed people always have to be discriminated against in sports? Says a guy who throws with his left hand and bats left-handed and yep. attempts, emphasis on the word attempts, to golf left-handed not very well. Uh, yeah. Go so let's it. move on. All right, so Mark, so here's the deal. So do you agree or here, here's the thing. So we're in a situation, this is an interesting offseason for Edmonton because Ken Holland does have money and may be able to deploy a couple mechanisms to have even more money for the Oilers. Um, realistically, do you think the Oilers will be in on every free agent out there, high-end free agent that's going to end up becoming available? Well, no. Frankly, because every high-end free agent, if you if, once you become a high-end free agent, you get the chance to pick and choose, right? You can pick whichever market you want. You can pick, you know, from among 20 different teams might want you. So, no, I would think that a lot of them will look up. Some of them will look at Canada and say, I'd rather be in America. Some of them will look at this, at this market in terms of the introspection that a, a player faces. You know, you can't go to West Edmonton Mall here if you're an oiler without it turning into an autograph session. And some guys will say, nah, I'd rather play in Raleigh, you know. So, no, they won't have every guy, but they'll have a 
crack at a number of guys. They also have a couple of pretty good centermen. I think if you're a winger, Bob, this isn't a bad place to try to make uh, an impression. See, I was really big on the Tyson Berry thing last year for a year. Okay, To me, it totally made sense, and Berry hit the home run with it. And you know what? I'm pretty sure he's going to, like, I could see Seattle stepping up. They're going to need some offense. Are they going to find a power play quarterback out there? Is somebody going to leave a power play quarterback available in the expansion draft? Probably not. And so there might be an obvious place for him. And he's, you know, he's he, he's from Western Canada. He's from the province of B.C. Dad obviously spent a lot of time in Victoria. It just makes too much sense. I love that fit. And I'm just wondering, is there a short-term fit? next year for a guy looking to bounce back and the one guy i keep coming back to is tatar but fans will say well wait a sec mark and bob he's not even playing for montreal right now you can't even crack the canadians lineup but i you know tatar had 58 and 61 point seasons the last two years before this season i totally could see rich winner looking at the opportunism here of making it count for Thomas Tatar and trying to parlay that into something else. Does that one make sense for you, Mark? Yeah, sure it does. Like, listen, the Tyson Berry, you just described the two ends of the free agent spectrum, Bob. Tyson Berry coming off a great season, right? He He's he's not signing a short-term contract because he's going to have five or six teams out there willing to give him six years, you know, five years. So I know term is scarce out there in this economy, but – that's the free agent that the Oilers would, you know, you were always careful of the five, six-year free agent because we've seen those contracts go sour. The other side of it is a distressed asset, which Tyson Berry, frankly, was coming out of Toronto, right? He was a distressed asset. He had a lousy season. Thomas Tatar is a distressed asset. So that's the free agent that I want because mostly, Bob, I don't have to sign him for four, five, six years, Right. I don't like free agents five-year deals. Nobody does. They're they're scary, and their history has proven to be, frankly, not a very good gamble. So of uh, the wise GM goes out and finds that distressed asset, right? But then the wise GM's got a team he's turning over all the time. You know, right. like you're not getting Tyson Berry back probably. So sure, Thomas Tatar. I tell you what, there's there's a an excellent example of a guy you could probably get the one year deal. Come here, bet on yourself, play next to Drysaddle and McDavid, score a bunch of goals. Then it's probably going to be see you later. So maybe that's how you got to do business, Bobby. Well, and then you supplement that. Nah, we got to go the other way. You draft and develop your own, and maybe there's yeah. maybe Mark, maybe there's a lesson in Canada, and we'll get to that when we return of an organization that's had to do it a little bit differently, and they've been relatively competitive the last couple of years. Mark Spector, Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, Spec for the horses and horse racing, Alberta. It is 12.47 in Edmonton. We'll take a 90-second timeout and be back with more. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad. Well, I can tell you at 12.49 in Edmonton that a lot of you are not overly pleased about Tatar. Uh, JD says Bob Tatar is barely a fourth liner at this uh, stage. Uh, Cal and Spruce Grove says, so cheaper contract for Tatar. You're thinking, well, we'll see. Another texter out of an Edmonton exchange says, we want success in the playoffs. Take a look at Tatar's numbers in the playoffs. 
Another texter says not signing R&H would be the best move they could make. Reduce softness, increase dollars available for harder to play against minutes. And Haji says, why is Tatar uh, a distressed asset after one bad year and Ryan Nugent Hopkins isn't from Haji? Well, Nugent Hopkins was playing in the Oilers' top six in the playoffs, and right now Tatar is having challenges to get in the lineup. Mark Spector joins us for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. HBIBet.com, live racing Fridays and Sundays, 6.15 post-time. All right, Speck, let's re-engage here. So we agree, like, let's cut to the chase. Mark, do you think that Dougie Hamilton, even if the Oilers could get in the game, do you think Dougie Hamilton would sign here? Well, I don't know, right? I, I don't know. I don't know the player. But I'm going to say this to you. He knows because he played in Calgary, which is a Canadian market where you can't walk the street without bringing a pen. And he played in Raleigh, which is the polar opposite. So I don't know Bob because I haven't spoken to him or his agent. But I'm going to say to you that he he is very clear on that at this point. He's experienced the boat. So... That's all I got for you. I don't know the guy. I don't know the player. Would you, given that you have Bouchard coming, is getting, if you're looking to improve the Oilers, and Hamilton's a really good defenseman, would you sign, if you could get, you know, give up an asset to get Dougie Hamilton, would you do it? Um. Well, what's the asset? You know, what's the asset? That's my question, is I'm asking you. Um, question, you? I question the player. And uh, I don't know. I haven't done my research, and, and maybe it's time to. I've heard lots of different little things over the years. But a player that puts up the points that he does, he's like a 45-point defenseman here, right? Yeah. 50 points. I mean, we've got a 50-point season. He's you know he's very consistent around the 40 to 45 range. But he's played for three teams, and he's moving on. Carolina basically gave him permission, right, to yeah. talk to other teams. So there, there's a reason for that. There's something happening that I would be doing my due diligence on. I'm not trying to cast aspersions because, like I said, I'll repeat it. I don't know the guy. But for such a good player to be seeking his fourth team at his age, uh, I want to ask some questions why that is. He's probably a $7 million a year player, Mark, realistically. I don't think I'm investing that much money in a guy that, that three other teams decided they'd had enough of. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. He's 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 27, and he will be talking to his fourth team this summer. And he's a good player. Like lots of journeymen move around, and I get that. They get pushed out of the lineup because they're not good enough. This guy's not getting pushed out of any lineups because he's not good enough, Bob. He's a good yeah. player. So what's so, going on? I don't know the answer. Yeah. Would you bring Barry back? Um, at the price, no, I, I, I would say to you this, I don't think I'm going to want to give up the term that he will get elsewhere. I think he's going to hit the market and strike it rich, and I don't think he's going to strike it rich with me if I'm Ken Holland. Okay. Uh, so you're saving your money, obviously, for Nugent Hopkins' deal, possibly for a second-line left wing, maybe for a third-line center, and possibly for a second-line left D if you have to replace Clefmont. That's where you're saving your money. Yeah, I think so, sure. I think okay. I can find those things out there without... You know, I, would, go ahead. I was going to say, how important is your, you know, your own organic growth in your organization? I, well, I, I, go huge, for huge, Bob, huge. Sorry to interrupt you. It's it's for for economic reasons. We look at every good, successful team, and we realize that you have to have a couple of entry level contracts in the mix so you can spend more on these high end guys. You got to have some guys earning not you know less than a million bucks on your lineup. So a 
That, that's why young guys are important. B, it's the lifeblood of your team. C, when you're Edmonton and uh-huh. you're challenged for free agents, uh-huh. right? You're challenged for free agents up here. You better draft and develop. Well, the Jets are the best example. They've drafted and developed better than anybody in Canada, in my opinion. And uh, they can't quite get over the top, but I'll tell you what, they got a good deep team with lots of homegrown talent. It's funny, Mark. We go into those American markets when we travel on the road, and, and hopefully we get to do that again next season. And I have conversations with some of the media people. And I'm like, you do realize the Jets have actually the richest owner in the National Hockey League, and it's not even close, David Thompson. But they are a team, that, and it was basically seed money given to True North and a Mark Chipman, Mark Chipman, but they are a team that fights for every inch, and they fully recognize the position they're in. And do you think when it – like? Do you think Winnipeg's got even more challenges than Edmonton in terms of trying to attract players? Yes, because they don't have Connor McDavid. They don't have Leon Dreisaitl. And even as I love Winnipeg, I've covered their playoff runs. i got family there, all of that. I'm an Edmonton guy, so who am I to carve up Winnipeg, right? Right, I'm with you. I like Winnipeg. I like Edmonton better than Winnipeg. It's a more modern city. It's the architecture is more modern. It's just a nice, it's a place that I would prefer. It's a bigger city. Right, yes. it's got better flights. All of those little things that don't mean much, they mean something. Uh, so yes, Winnipeg finishes at the bottom of the, you know Craig Custance's list. He does the Athletic every year, talking all those agents of teams on no trade lists. Winnipeg's the team on the most no trade lists every year. Edmonton's right behind them. Yeah, and that's even with having and and sometimes some of those lists. There's a little bit of past reputation that, that comes in a lot, Mark. I mean, there was a time in which the ice over at, at Northlands at, at Rexall Place the last couple of years, players still, oh, no, it's still top ten. It was not top ten in the league anymore. It was middle of the pack. Some they of that, re, sure. They hadn't had reinvested. Um, the rink is nicer in Edmonton. The facilities are better in Edmonton, way better. Right, right. That's so, a huge thing for a hockey player, right? I admire Winnipeg, and I got to tell you, there's a lesson in that for Edmonton all day. I mean, when you're sitting there, what was Hellebuck, a fifth-round pick? Appleton was a fifth- or sixth-round pick. Andrew Kopp was a fourth-round pick. Like, they've made those picks count, and they've helped supplement their lineup, and that's part of the reason why oh, yeah. they're they're a competitive team. And Connor. And, and well, I mean, he was a. I mean, Edmonton traded out a lot. I mean, they that was the Reinhardt trade. They could have actually. They weren't taking Connor anyways. They were. They weren't even taking Barzell. They were going to take Erickson Eck at sixteen. Who, in fairness, is a legitimate second slash third line center. He's not as dynamic as Matthew Barzell. But they're hey, Boston. Poor Kyle Connor. Yes. Boston. Uh, Boston passed on Barzell three times. That dog don't hunt. Seabass. <laughs> figure out who made. Figure out who made the call there on Matthew Barzell, and think of what happened with Zach Hamill too. Sometimes it's not always the scouts that make the call. Sometimes, especially in the first round, because you know. So the way we're way, way we're going with this is how important is it from a in terms of your own organic growth, your intrinsic development. You got to be able to draft and develop, and you got to play your own guys. So I'm going to ask Spec a hard question that he traditionally has answered one way. When we come back at 105, and I'm wondering whether or not he's going to go the other way now. Uh, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. More with Sportsnet Spec when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.